Chair, members of the Commission, we are now live. Good evening. Welcome to the March 8th, 23rd, 23rd uh, Historic Preservation Meeting. My name is Karen Burdett, and I am the Vice Chair of the HPC, and I will be acting as Chair this evening. Um, to satisfy our legal requirements, I need to enter the following statement into the record. The commissioners and staff of the Montgomery County Historic Preservation Commission are appointed by the county executive with the confirmation of the county council and are qualified to serve according to the chapter 24A, section 24A-4B of the Montgomery County Code. Resumes of the commissioners are on file at the Historic Preservation Office and are hereby made part of the record by reference of all public hearings heard tonight. As is our custom, I would like our commissioners and staff to introduce themselves, beginning on my left. Zara Nasser. Jeffrey Haynes. Julie Pelletier. Commissioner Doman. Christina Arado. Rebecca Ballow, Historic Preservation Staff. John Liebert, Historic Preservation Staff. Dan Brukert, Historic Preservation Staff. Thank you very much. And Michael Kine, Historic Preservation Staff, is joining remotely. Thank you. Um, we will start this evening with our historic area work permits. Um, and if anybody wants to testify tonight on any of these issues, please uh, fill out the form on the table and hand it back to the staff, please. Um, I'm going to open the record now on the historic area work permits. Have all, have the historic area work permits been duly advertised? Yes, Madam Chair, the permits were advertised in the February 22nd issue of the Washington Times. Thank you. All right, we are going to work with the expedited hops first. These are the ones that have uh, no opposition to them and we feel can be duly uh, voted through. Um, if there is anyone who wishes to speak in opposition to cases, 1A at 512 Albany Avenue, Tacoma Park, 1B at 36 Philadelphia Avenue, Tacoma Park. 1D at 7212 Cedar Avenue, Tacoma Park. And 1E at 2102 Salisbury Road, Silver Spring. Uh, Madam Chair, hearing no objections, I move that we approve the following historic area work permits in accordance with staff reports based upon the record before us in consideration of the recommendations of local advisory panels and including the conditions recommended by staff. Do I hear a second? Whoop, whoop, hang on. Hop number 1020430 at 512 Albany Avenue, Tacoma Park. Hop number 1020827 at 36 Philadelphia Avenue, Tacoma Park. Hop number 997563 revision at 7212 Cedar Avenue, Tacoma Park, and hop number 1021795 at 2102 Salisbury Road, Silver Spring. Do I hear a second? This Commissioner Rodder, I second. All in favor say aye. 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 These hops that have been listed um, have been approved by the Historic Preservation Commission and can move forward. And uh, the people who have brought them forward can speak to the staff about moving forward at this point. 
We will now hear one hop this evening, and it is item 1C at 7300 Holly Avenue, Tacoma Park. And we have the uh, two agents speaking tonight, Mr. Cohen and Mr. Sayag. If you'd like to come forward. And we'll, if you'll please make sure your mic is on and then identify yourself, your address, and your relationship to this uh, case, please. Thank Ma you. Madam Chair, we do have a staff presentation. Oh, I am Just briefly sorry. before the applicant speaks. That's quite all right. Uh, stay there, and the staff will <laughs> give their report. Thank you. So this is the staff report for the historic area work permit at 7300 Holly Avenue in Tacoma Park. This is HOP 1016595. The house was constructed circa 1918. It is designated as an outstanding resource to the T Tacoma Park Historic District and is to be reviewed under Chapter 24A, the Tacoma Park Design Guidelines and the Secretary of the Interior's Standards for Rehabilitation. Um, the proposal is to construct a ground floor addition off of the left elevation, and the HPC reviewed a preliminary consultation at the January 25th Historic Preservation Commission meeting and um, was very supportive in their comments. So again, just to familiarize yourself with the house, it sits high above the street. The addition is proposed for the left side here. We'll see in the plans shortly um, along here. Um, there is a large tree to the rear that they're trying to avoid any impact on, which is why the HPC supported building off of the side. Um, also, there were some interior floor plan issues um, that made a left projecting addition um, more uh, functional for the, the applicant's use. So again, so Historically, the house's rear wall was along here where the cursor is. Um, so the proposal is to build the left projecting addition off of a circa 1980s addition. Um, one of the, a couple of the commissioners were supportive of a bay window to sort of soften the front edge of um, the addition. The plan submitted did show, a, the original plan submitted did show a, a rear bay window, but that was eliminated. Um, again, the elevation showing the bay window, hipped roof. Um, this is all very familiar uh, from the preliminary consultation. So the, the primary issue uh, this evening is staff's recommended condition, which is that the applicant, um, the proposed asphalt shingles not be installed and that um, metal shingles matching the appearance of the existing roof configuration be approved instead. Uh, what you see here is a, is a file photo from our slide library taken sometime before 2008. Uh, this has the original metal roof shingle. In 2008, the, uh, the, a previous owner applied for and received approval for Bic Barrage Victorian shingles as an in-kind replacement to the metal shingle roof. Uh, the supervisor approved that without bringing it to the HPC as supported in Chapter 24A6. Um, and those exact shingles are still manufactured to this day. So staff finds that as an outstanding resource, it's permissible to make sympathetic alterations, changes, and additions. Uh, again, just to reiterate, the HPC supported the size scale massing and placement of the proposed addition at the January 25th, 2023 preliminary consultation. 
Uh, staff finds that the added front bay is in keeping with the recommendations voiced by several of the commissioners at the preliminary consultation. Staff finds that the materials are uh, proposed are appropriate for the addition uh, for additions in infill construction, both to outstanding and contributing resources in the Tacoma Park Historic District, with one exception. Um, staff finds that uh, both asphalt shingles and standing sea metals are inconsistent with the historically appropriate metal shingles, which would match the dimensions and, uh, and appearance of the historic roof. Um, reading from the guidelines uh, for outstanding resources, it states that plans for alterations should be compatible with the resource's original design. Additions specifically should be sympathetic to existing architectural character, including massing height setbacks and materials. And staff finds that the higher visibility of the side projecting addition warrants replicating the existing roof material exactly, which can be accomplished using contemporary materials. So staff recommends that the HPC approve the HOP under 24A8B2 and 5 and the Tacoma Park Historic District Design Guidelines with the added condition in the staff report that the addition's roof needed to match the metal shingles of the existing house. And I will answer any questions at this time. Do any commissioners have questions for staff? Commissioner Pelletier. Uh, thanks. Um, does that rule apply to an addition to a non-historic addition? As far as the, the matching the materials of the original house. So that guideline is specific to outstanding resources. Okay. So, so you know, in, in the Tacoma Park District, they, they give resources either outstanding, contributing, or non-contributing. Um, while most of the focus on outstanding resources um, and applying the Secretary of the Interior Standards for Rehabilitation, there are several other bullet points including this one. Um, so that's, that's where staff pulled that, is, is directly out of the guidance for outstanding resources, which is how this is categorized. Okay, thanks. And, and I just wanna add, uh, commissioners, the applicant did submit some, some testimony that was distributed in the board books, um, which you've all should have had the opportunity to review prior to the hearing. Any other questions for staff? If not, we'll move on to our speakers. And we have, again, two agents. And also the owner is here tonight, Mr. Patrick Roberts. So um, whoever, whichever one of you wants to go first and say whatever you like, or you can just, we can ask you questions. So yeah, press the button so it turns out. I can identify yourself. Thank you kindly. Uh, yeah, so I'll just quickly uh, talk about the roof. Um, um, and then I'm sir? quite. Just identify yourself for oh, the record. Of Thank course, you. sorry. Uh, Patrick Roberts, owner of the house. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I just want to discuss the, the roof um, appearance and make sure that we're all on the same page. I think that uh, based on the report that we get, got back, I think we're all interested in, in the same kind of outcome. And I just want to make sure we, we all um, know how to get there. Uh, so the, the idea of the, the asphalt shingles not being appropriate makes complete sense. And we don't want to uh, try to get that put on the addition. Um, however, what we submitted uh, on Monday was uh, a picture of the rear of the house that shows the roof that was put on in the addition um, when the addition was built in the 1980s. So you can see from that roof that um, it's not exactly the same kind of uh, tiles that were put on for the rest of the roof, um, but the uh, steel sheets that are placed on there were painted and match the color of that, the rest of the roof very closely. 
Um, considering the fact that the roof is 80 feet back from the road, we feel that the pattern or design of the roof itself is less important than the color of the roof itself. And we understand that the uh, tiles that are on the rest of the roof are still manufactured, but our concern is that since that roof is 18, is 15 years old at this point, uh, that if we put new shingles on that were the exact same brand and color, we might still um, have a real kind of color clash because uh, it will take time for that patina to develop and for the roof to actually match um, the existing older roof. So our request was to use a roof that is similar to the addition in the back that we can control the color of. Uh, the pattern won't match as much, but we'll get a closer color match, which we think is more important. The thing that we really want to avoid as owners is kind of a color clash where we have two very distinctly different reds um, that obviously don't match. Um, and if one is 15 years old and one is, you know, uh, new as of this spring, um, we could potentially be chasing that color uh, difference for the, the life of the roof. Um, so that's our main priority. Uh, getting rid of the asphalt roof is, is completely understandable and, and uh, something we're more than willing to do. And I'll take questions. Any questions? Yes, Commissioner Doman. Uh, yes, this is Commissioner Doman. Um, is in this picture that's in front of us, which shows the roof over the back addition, is that a painted roof? Uh, yes, I believe so. It's a, we we took a look at it together, and uh, as far as we can tell, it's uh, sh so steel sheets that have been painted. It's steel sheets has been painted, right? Okay, so you're what you're proposing then for the. The new addition that goes on there would also be similar and also be painted. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. And the fact that we would be able to paint it will give us more color control, making the color match easier. Thank you. Commissioner Haynes. Oh, thank you. Um, in constructing this addition, are you going to have to uh, replace the existing sheet metal? How, what's the age of the, the current sheet metal and how do you tie the new and old together? Uh, we would not replacing be replacing it? it, but we would be uh, tying it together. So you have a seam <clears throat> where the old and the new meet. You have to tie it together. Sure. My name is Israel Sayag from uh, USS Services, LLC. Uh, I'm the contractor. Uh, the, as you know, the new roof it would pretty much die into that existing one. And we would have to uh, add that kind of uh, a flushing, which would have to uh, uh, remove part of that roof to add a new flushing to it. So, so if we would have a new roof going into that roof, then it would be really noticeable in terms of different colors. So you feel you can control the color of the new roof. You know, even this metal roof is aged and you've got moss growing on it. So how do you control the color to get a match next, you know, new and old match? I can match the, I can match the exact color, creating like a fade color of uh, taking a sample from that and a color with a special paint for metal uh, metal roof. Making sure it's going to be consistent and not having like adding like different kind of colors right now. You also see in, in the uh, photograph that we shared on Monday, you'll also see the, the side of the roof uh, kind of to the right. 
um, along the fence where we took the picture, there's not moss on that, and you get a better view of the color. You can see that there is a, a little bit of a color difference between the uh, tile roof and the metal sheet roof, but they're pretty close to one another. Any more questions? Commissioner. This is Commissioner Nasser. Uh, the, the roof that's 15 years old, what's the life expectancy on, on that roof? When do you think that needs to be replaced? Is it, do you have any idea? In general, these type of roofs are last uh, public around 35, 40 years if you give like a good uh, treatment to it, which, you know, in general you need to do some repairs and so it doesn't need to be replaced anytime not soon. Not right now. We don't right. have like any issue inside of like any leak or anything right now. Thank you. Any more questions? If there are no more questions, um, then we can begin our deliberations. Would somebody like to start? Please. Commissioner Haynes. Thank you. Um, yeah, this the, I'm, I'm kind of um, <clears throat> on the fence. Um, you make a, a point that um, to to do the the metal shingles, you're replacing the entire back roof, existing and new, and um, which would be adjacent to to the uh, main house uh, shingle roof, and mm, there would potentially be color differential for a number of years. Um, um, I, I am a little concerned about how you tie uh, the seam that you'll have to create to to uh, join a a. Um, metal the the old and new metal roof t together but i suppose that's you know that's a consideration kind of beyond our our, our purview um i think in general um doing a sheet just a sheet metal roof that's a good color match uh would be acceptable um given the distance from the street uh, the potential for the color mismatch uh, of a of a new metal shingle um, um, I think I, so I think uh, I'm, as I said I, I think I could could support that um, that option um. Commissioner Radu I agree with Commissioner Haynes. I will. I will um, just want to add that, uh, in fact, I think it's maybe even better than having the original uh, tile, you know, matched because it will not create a false sense of like which one is the historic part and which one is the addition. So I think just having a little differentiation, but not asphalt shingles. I mean, a metal, another type of metal panel, I think, will help. Commissioner Doman. Are we ready to move ahead? <laughs> um, if there are, I'm trying to decide if I want to make a comment. Um, I, I'll make a brief comment, or, or, or I should have asked this. Um, 
did you match? Did you actually take a current shingle of the red and compare it to the existing roof? Like a new shingle, red shingle, and compare it and see what the color difference was aging? Uh, we, we, we just got the color shingle, the, the new samples of new shingles today FedEx to us. Oh. Uh, so uh, we will be able to compare them uh, tomorrow. That makes things a little different. Um, because our assumption, or at least my assumption, was that you had compared them and there was a whitening or a dusting of, you know, a bleaching of the color. And the, the manufacture of these materials have gotten much, much better in the last 10, 15 years. You just don't get a fading like you used to get, which was always very pronounced. Um, uh, Supervisor Bellow, your um, a little advice here. Um, seems to me that we can either all agree that they can do the the sheet metal and paint it whatever color they want, you know, to, and it's more of a material. Not it's more of a material issue and not a color issue at that point, or they can prove that the new red isn't matching the old red, but, but that would require a continuance? So you have the, the recommendation of, you know, from the staff in the staff report. So you can make different findings on, on compatibility. Again, um, they're, you know, just basing them on your interpretation of, mm -hmm. of the criteria in the design guidelines and the criteria for approving the hop. If you would like to state, for example, that you find a certain material to be compatible and you would like to offer a different condition that, you know, leaving the final review of compatibility on the material aspect up to the staff, you can condition it that way. Just be really specific about what it is that you want us to, to check. Is, is that the answer to the question? I think you're, yeah, well, yes, I think so. Would, I'm just getting my head around this. Um, if, if you're asking, the commission may also, if you feel you do not have enough information yeah. about this material and you would like to defer it to the next available hearing to have an opportunity mm -hmm. to inspect a physical example of, of the sample, then that is also within your purview if you feel you don't have enough information to make a, a different recommendation than what the staff has proposed. And you can ask the applicant for specific information, a material sample that would be submitted to you, and mm -hmm. you can defer the case to the next available mm -hmm. hearing date if that is also a mean of, you know, if that's also a date that works for the applicant. Um. <clears throat> Could we, could the commission um, leave it up to staff to verify the shingle color? Certainly, if you'd like and to then, condition And that. then if it's adequate, I mean, if, it, if it's a close enough match to the existing, then they need to do what the original condition was. And if there is a color differential that's obvious from the street. Again, you, you this should. This is going you, too far, isn't it? That, 
oh. you might want to try with, with yeah, a motion let's, let's and then see where motion. we end up. <laughs> okay. I'd like to propose a motion um, that the HPC approve this hop. Do I need? Let me see if I can formulate this right. Um, uh, with the condition from the staff that <laughs> what I want to say is a, the owner should provide the staff with the color selections of the shingles they have received. Staff can uh, review the existing the colors of the shingles if they match the existing roof the condition stands if they don't match the owner uh, can do the sheet metal and paint it submit the paint color to staff for approval does that make any sense can no um, I'd like to simplify um, I move that the commission uh, continue this hop number 1016595 uh, and request the applicant to, to uh, invite the staff out to the property with, this, with the sample in hand so they can see on site the sample against the original shingles. And evaluate the color match. I, I, I may, I, may I speak? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, we are extremely eager to get this construction started. Mm -hmm. uh, we are looking at about a three-month-long time period from when we get a permit to when the construction is going to be finished. Uh, we purchased this house in September and have been uh, carrying two mortgages since then. Uh, if I, I understand the desire to see the the shingles on site and make sure that the colors match, that that makes sense to me. But uh, if that means delaying this another two months until we can get into the next hearing, uh, that is, is pretty problematic for us. Uh, would there be a way for us to get a permit that approves construction of the foundation and the walls and everything but the roof uh, while we wait on this particular color match uh, detail? So this is Rebecca Ballow for the record. Um, you can... If, if the issue is just with with the roof, you know, with the with the staff's condition, we can, well, sorry, I was going to say something about timing. This commission means we'll if, if, if you have the sample in hand now, does can the staff go out there in the next between now and the next hearing, which is in two weeks, and look at it and make a recommendation? Uh, and put this back on the, the agenda in two weeks? Um, or can we approve the hop with the condition that the sample be reviewed by staff and, on the, con and the condition is that if staff uh, approves the sample as matched, then they, the owner has to go with the shingles. And if there is a color differential, then the staff can deal with the item as a staff. So the only issue that I would see enforcing that is that you haven't provided staff with any 
guardrails on what is deemed an appropriate alternative. Um, because in, in this staff report, um, we've made a reasoned recommendation that has a specific material for it, and then if not that, then what? I mean, you, you, could, yeah. you could entirely delegate staff to determine what the roof should be, um, but in the staff report, staff's already made, come to a conclusion. So yeah, you, you should be explicit about what an appropriate alternative would be that could then be enforced in you know, stamping approved plans that then go to the Department of Permitting Services for construction. If, if I may, again, this is just a point of order. Commissioner Pelletier made a motion. We did not call for a second. Um, could, so I, I think you should call for a second, see if she gets a second. And, and if not, the motion will fail, and I think you should keep yeah. making motions to, to work this Can out. Can we have discussion on the motion? Well, there's a motion. Is there a second? Can we have the motion, the original motion, um, repeated for our benefit? And sure. <laughs> uh, yes, that would be helpful. Commissioner Pelletier, do you want to take a stab at it? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay, this is Commissioner Bellatier. I'm going to attempt to simplify my motion. Um, I move that the HPC approve this hop with the condition recommended by staff with an additional condition that the staff review the color samples of, of shingles that are in the possession of the owner. If the shingle color matches, then the owner, then we, then we move forward with the condition recommended by staff. If the, if the shingle does not match, then we, pursue the recommendation of the owner that the sheet metal roof be constructed and painted to match. And the color chosen to match the existing roof should be approved by staff. Okay. Um, that probably wasn't any more simple than no, my last it wasn't. one. Um, but we, you have made a motion and do I hear a second on, <laughs> on Commissioner Pelletier's Motion. Anybody? Second? I do not hear a second, and the motion fails. All right, let's start over. I, I um, make a motion. Well, first of all, I'd like, as a discussion topic, okay, I support the staff's findings. I think um, the owner has come back with a recommendation that they could use metal roofing which to me seems perfectly appropriate because there's already metal roofing on the back and I think the homeowner is interested in matching colors and I would go ahead with with the recommendation that's put forth by the by staff that we approve this hop with the one condition and I would just say the condition is that either shingles or 
sheet metal, whatever you have on the back is acceptable. And I guess the final thing, maybe staff could, could advise one or the other, but I think either one's appropriate. I do lean towards, this, end of motion, okay. <laughs> I lean towards the flat roof because I think it, it differentiates the construction. The house mm -hmm. is, itself is shingled, and as Commissioner Radu said, it, there's some advantage to having a differentiation of construction times, and I think a flat roof will look perfectly fine on this particular residence. Thank you. So did you make a motion? I thought I did. Okay, you made a motion. <laughs> no, I thought he was discussing. I thought we were discussing. Uh, yeah, okay, thought, okay, can I start over? Then I make a motion that we approve hop number 1016595 at 7300 Holly Avenue based upon staff's recommendation with the one condition that the roof be either, well, staff recommendation was shingles and or sheet metal mm. appropriately painted to match the oh. color of the house. That's it. Okay. Um, I know. Um, okay. Is there a second to this motion? There is no second. The motion fails. Okay. Let's step back a minute. The, the, the staff recommendation calls for us to approve this with one condition, and their condition is to use the shingles. No color reference at all. Just use the shingles, right? Um, <clears throat> If we want to approve this hop, but we don't want it to be specific to the shingles, we have to remove the staff condition and add a new one, correct? This is Rebecca Ballo. I'm not quite... If, if, if you just approve the hop, mm -hmm. then you are approving the hop with the with asphalt action. roof. Right, which is something that... No, the metal roof. The metal no, roof. Well, no, the shingles. No, I, I'm, I'm sorry. If you strike the staff condition yeah. and uh. you just straight approve the hop, then you are approving the permit with the asphalt shingles, which uh -uh. is something that the, neither the owner nor, nor the staff recommend. But that is okay. certainly... No, we, no that, that's... Okay, that, okay, I thought that's I was getting an easy way out of this, but obviously not, no. Okay, so... You, you want can. to include the condition... If you that, want that, a roof that, other than asphalt, we have then to approve the condition. You have to. I'll make a motion. Okay. At yeah. a condition. Commissioner, oh, Commissioner Haynes is going to try it this time. Okay. Um, I make a motion that we approve hop number 1016595 uh, based on the staff's recommendation with the condition that the staff uh, makes a site visit observes the sample and um, for, for color match and um, if they feel that, that it is a good match, then, then we proceed with the metal shingle roof. Yes. And if not, there needs to be a second part of that. Yeah. If, 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 not, if it's not a color match, then uh, the case comes back to the HBC for further discussion and um, review. The, color, the, the only thing that needs to come back is the roof. 
only the roof. We're talking only the roof here. Well, then we're then, then we're then we're saying we're leaving up to staff to to approve something else. Something else, if or if you or find if if you find the sheet metal is acceptable, contingent mm -hmm. on a color match, mm -hmm. then the condition can just direct the staff. You know, for for example, if we if we do not find what they have provided to be compatible you can direct the staff to keep working with the applicant yeah. to find a sheet metal example that is compatible and delegate authority for that final verification to the staff. Can he amend his motion? I, I, mean, I think it's pretty, so the, the motion was the staff, with the condition that the staff undertake a site visit, review with the owner, the owner's provided sample for a color match, if staff determines that it matches, yeah, then then the hop is approved. If if staff determines it is not a compatible match, then staff is authorized to continue to work with the owner to to find an acceptable color match for the approved sheet metal. Did he say that? You you can adopt what I just <laughs> if you can. I mean that's that is pretty much what what you. Yeah, had. that's pretty much what it is. I mean I I, I accept. Your friendly amendment. <laughs> is there a second? <laughs> I'll second. This is Commissioner Pelletier. All in favor? Aye. Say aye. 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 This I'm going to abstain. This is Commissioner Radu. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Commissioner Radu abstains. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yes, so can I get some clarity on what this looks like <laughs> yeah. after all of that? Um, okay. So the motion has been approved to your hop has been approved with the shingles, metal shingles, the metal shingles, and staff will review the samples you have in hand out in the field for color match. If the color matches, you get to do the shingles. If the colors do not match, then staff will work with you to find a color match with the sheet metal. Okay, and, and just to be clear on that, the staff would be working with us to match the color but we would be able to choose the metal sheet that we want to use, and we would just be discussing the color. If Is that correct? Right, no, I, I fully understand that part. But if, yeah. if we've gotten to the point where the shingles don't match, we will be installing, we, we will decide what metal roof we want, and we will work with staff to confirm the color, correct? Yes. Okay, and all of that can happen while we are moving the permitting process forward and getting the permits in hand and doing the construction of the foundation and the walls and the whole rest of it. Yes, you, you may submit a building, prepare your building permit application, work with Dan to get your stamped hop, which you will need to upload to ePlans as part of your building permit. And yes, you, you can prepare the drawings and start start your submissions for construction. And, and staff will, if it goes, if the colors don't match and the staff is gonna work with you to find a color match for the metal roofing, they'll probably be willing, if you need some help uh, finding a metal, sheet metal, they'll probably can help you with that. And you can- I'm, I'm less concerned about the material of the roof. I think we can handle that, that's easy. Okay. What I'm, I'm, I, I would, if we need to, the metal shingles themselves, for example, take eight to 10 weeks to, to arrive after being ordered, right? Mm -hmm. So if we have a metal roof, a metal sheet roof that we're gonna be installing, uh, I wanna make sure that we can get that process rolling and then just, again, work mm -hmm. with staff on the color. Because the color, as far as I understand, if we're doing metal sheeting, would just be paint. 
Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Are we done with this? <laughs> well, you you've made your yes. your motion okay. seconded, Thank you. and it's been Thank approved. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you and I will patient. be in touch with you tomorrow. Yeah. That's fantastic. We we like I said we we just got a, a text saying that we have the sample, so we can move it forward immediately. Yeah. And thank you for your patience yeah. as Thank we you. work through this tonight. We just wanted to make sure you could get your hop and keep working towards the permit. We. We very much appreciate that. Yeah. Not that we don't enjoy these, but <laughs> we, sure, we appreciate yeah. being able to move this forward. It makes a big difference. Uh, sometimes the process is painful. Um, but thank you very much. Good luck. And we look forward to seeing your, your addition and how nice it's going to look. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now we move on to preliminary and it's preliminary to be at 5 Montgomery Avenue Tacoma Park and does staff have a report uh, yes good evening this is the preliminary consultation for to be at 5 Montgomery Avenue in Tacoma Park that's the building you see in front of you it was constructed in 1923 as a contributing resource to the Tacoma Park Historic District again this is reviewed under chapter 24a the Tacoma Park design guidelines and the Secretary of the Interior Standards for Rehabilitation. Uh, the applicant proposes several changes to the existing building, including uh, removing and replacing the existing siding and trim, uh, construct an addition at the rear, replace the existing roof, and change the fenestration at the um, rear and side of the historic building. So this is the subject property, just to familiarize yourself again. Um, it was. We, we don't actually know when the siding was covered, but much of the trim was also removed when the, um, the current siding went on. And then from the rear. So the addition is, is actually not adding a whole lot of space. It's only adding eight feet of depth to the house. There is a wraparound porch that will be in, uh, constructed as part of that. Um, however, much of this is inset from the historic wall planes and is set a significant, significant distance from the right-of-way. Um, I've provided the renderings um, in the elevation just to give you an idea of, of existing, which is in the upper left, and proposed in the lower right. You see both um, the addition, which is here, and then the proposed dormer. Um, there's also basement egress stairs, which is... Um, uh, less of staff's concern for the, this preliminary consultation. Um, on the right side, which is, you see closer to the street, we have proposed skylights here and here, um, a window infill here and a new bay window, uh, in addition to the wraparound porch and rear addition and uh, gable dormer. And the rear elevation, um, again, this matches the full width of the existing house. Uh, including a balcony on the third floor. So staff finds that the house has been substantially modified over time, um, including modifications necessary for it to be used as an apartment. Um, I found advertisements from the 1940s for renting it, um, and in the 1959 Sanborn map, it was also labeled as an apartment. Um, the condition of the historic siding, if it's still extant, is unknown. Um, staff finds that the size and placement of the proposed addition will not overwhelm the character of the house or the surrounding district. Uh, in, in this instance, staff finds that a coplanar addition is likely acceptable because the rear section of the house is already inset by several feet and is, has been modified um, per, as per a comparison between the existing condition and, the, and both Sanborn maps. 
Staff finds the proposed rear porch with its compatible materials and design will not negatively impact the historic character of the house or the surrounding district. And staff finds that the proposed rear balcony will not be visible from the surrounding right of way and should be approved as a matter of course. Uh, material specifications for the addition were not provided and staff recommends that either wood or fiber cement uh, walls and um, wood or aluminum clad wood windows uh, would be appropriate. So staff also finds that the proposed dormers will not have a significant impact on the character of the house because their visibility from the right of way will be relatively minimal. Um, replacing the asphalt shingle roof with a new asphalt shingle roof is acceptable and would be an in-kind replacement. Um, uh, the application materials also indicated that a uh, metal roof was also a possibility um, without a material specification for the metal roof, as we just discussed, um, would need to be submitted before staff can make a recommendation. Um, staff finds that the proposed bay window is generally consistent with the design and character of the house. However, staff finds that the, uh, or additionally, staff finds that the fenestration alteration at the right elevation um, would not be visible from the right of way and would recommend that the HPC approve an appro appropriately detailed wood or aluminum clad window. I did not point that out in the elevations, but we can go back to, the, to those changes if you'd like. Um, staff finds that the skylights proposed for the right facing gable are appropriate. However, the skylights on the right slope of the front facing gable, this has many different roof slopes and forms, um, contravene the design guidelines in standard two and should be revised or eliminated from the scope of work. Um, staff does not support removing the second floor window. It's above the, the new bay window on the right elevation because its removal would alter the proportions on what is a highly visible elevation. So staff requests HPC feedback on several elements, um, including the appropriateness of a coplanar addition, the impact the proposed dormers would have on the character of the house and surrounding district, the appropriateness of the right side bay window, um, staff's recommendation for the skylights on the front of the roof, that's the, the front gable, um, staff's recommendation to retain the second story side window, and guidance on the evaluation and documentation necessary uh, to remove and replace the existing siding. And with that, I will answer any questions that you have. Are there any questions for staff? I Commissioner do. Haynes? Uh, on the sandboard form maps that you provided in the report, they look identical. Are, are they different other than the, the, looks like maybe the shed was removed in the uh, 1959, but it looks like the footprint is identical. Is that? That's, that's what Sanborn provided us when we, when we bought those maps. So it appears that way, yes. Oh, okay. Um, and, and so the whole footprint is, is historic. There, there have been some modifications to the house. I mean, you can see that on, on this image, they uh, enclosed a portion of the porch mm -hmm. here. Um, the, the wraparound porch continued all the way to here and then it terminated. And additionally on the right side, um, the wall plane seems to continue back uninterrupted in the Sanborn maps, whereas now we have what is a, probably a four or five foot inset in the wall. So that seems to be a change um, based on my observations at a site visit and, and the information provided. I can't tell if there's a change in um, window details that would indicate that that was a later alteration or, or how that was impacted. Um, it would be odd that the two Sanborn maps would show the same thing and they would both be wrong. Um, but 
mistakes get made from time to time. Thank you. Commissioner Doman. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, do you know what the siding is right now? Is it a vinyl siding or aluminum? It, it looks to be a um, asbestos fiber cement from potentially the 50s or 60s. Um, so most likely this is not original. Oh, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely not original. And is there a, I guess I could talk to the homeowner, but is, do we know that, that there's siding underneath this? <laughs> well, we don't. Um, typically, uh, the HPC is required um, at, as a, at the, the hop stage, would require um, removal of some of the non-historic siding to identify and evaluate the condition of, of what's underneath. Rarely, when replacement siding was installed, did homeowners remove all of the historic siding unless it was either burned or rotted. So usually, uh, non-historic siding does a very good job of encapsulating the historic wood and, and preserves it to a, a large degree. Um, so, you know, whether or not a simple um, single reveal panel would be acceptable to the, the HPC and, and if there's an identified location where they'd like to see that at a hop is um, one of the conditions that, that we present to you. And, um, you know, we can go forward from there and, and that, that's also something that staff can examine on site before we come back with a, a hop and, and evaluate it. Yeah, it seems, um, I guess the recommendation is to replace the siding. Well, that's, that's I mean, the, the applicant's the, proposing to remove and replace this existing siding. Um, the existing siding mean the shingles? Well, I, I mean, if, 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 if you have a specific question for the applicant, um, yeah, they, they, will, they will have a, an opportunity to do that shortly. Sure. Now, I have a question about the elevation drawings. Um, is the addition actually taller than the gable on the front of the house? Do I... If I look at this correctly, it looks like the, the the ridge of the new gable is actually higher than the ridge of the existing front gable. Is that true? Well, no, it's it it only continues the existing ridge height. So it, it looks it, it looks this, higher. For this some this reason. portion of yeah, the gable that's what I'm talking about is is taller than this this front gable. Also, if you look at the rear. You see that this gable is centered, and, and I didn't bring the front elevations because there's no visible change, but you can see that this front gable is, is offset. So, yes, uh, you know, you can't, you can't see the house in, in elevation, but yes, this, this roof, the way it's drawn, is, is taller. Um, this rear gable is, is taller than the front gable. Um, but but in the, in the addition, existing, isn't it? Is that it's existing. It's existing. And right then now in the addition, taller. these eight additional feet are just continue that ridge line. Okay, I understand. I thought the whole thing was being raised, but it is currently higher right now. Correct. Okay, thank you. Uh, Commissioner Pelletier. Uh, thank you. Um, as far as the original siding goes, I, I only asked this because I just went through this exercise at my house. And you can't really tell by pulling off a few feet of the asbestos the condition of the whole house. I mean, in, in, the, 
in the case of my house, some of it was an awesome shape, and then some of it was a, just a mess. And so how do you evaluate that, like, in the process? Um, well, so, you know, I mean, the, the applicant is proposing to install new siding over it. So in, in some instances, um, identifying what the condition of, of the historic siding would be could guide the HPC's decision-making process and what would be an appropriate replacement siding because um, the drawings don't provide us with a specific reveal or profile um, that may allow for that. Additionally, if we understand the material and, and um, configuration of the historic siding and the applicant were to match that, they would be eligible for county historic preservation tax credits. Right. So understanding the material would also be something to help guide that decision where there are financial incentives um, that are that are potentially available to them for doing that. Okay, I was just looking at the photos. Um, it's hard to tell, but it looks like the face of the trim is kind of coplanar with the face of the asbestos. Yes, it's an incredibly flat profile. Which would imply that they're siding under there yes. and that they put the asbestos yep. over the top. Okay, so it's kind of a process uh, to figure out whether they're going to restore the what what's underneath um, versus so okay so so if they if it turns out that it's not in good shape some of it is and some of it isn't and and the like the option is to restore you know like replace all that's rotten keep the good stuff and replace the rotten stuff to match um, or would they Take, would they be required to take off all the old siding to put up the new siding? Well, some of that's what they propose to do at the hop. I mean, okay. it, it's dependent on that. I mean, um, if, if what is revealed is in decent condition, the typical requirement is that um, – they repair what they can, and if it's deteriorated beyond repair, then it's replaced in kind and, and matching. So, you know, there would be a historical basis for identifying the siding that's selected. Um, but again, yes, you don't know what the condition of all of the siding is, uh, what all of the historic siding is until all of the non-historic siding has been removed. Right. Um, but it's, it's common for the HPC to require repair in kind, or repair, or if deteriorated, replace in kind. That would be a standard requirement as, as a hop for uh, the treatment of siding. Okay, and that's for the siding that's underneath the asbestos, or is that, does that also apply to the asbestos? Well, we know the asbestos is a non-historic siding, so right. the applicant is proposing to remove it. Okay. So... Under, under all of the guidelines, they should be allowed to do that. Yes. And then the question is, well, there, there, there are a couple of questions. The first question is, what's underneath? Yes. And the answer is, we don't know yet. Right. And, um, you know, question, I guess, 2B would be, well, what's the appropriate thing to put back? You know, what, what new siding is, is acceptable if the historic is not completely salvageable? 
Well, like 2A would be if, if the, okay, so if the siding is salvageable, that's not, the, that's not a question. If, this, if the <laughs> siding is somewhat salvageable, then that would pr probably be a no-brainer that they, would, they could replace in kind, leave what's good. Um, but if a lot of it is, my question is, if it's in bad shape, if they pull off the asbestos and it's in bad shape, which probably won't be because asbestos is pretty good at protecting this stuff, but would, would they be required to remove, if some of it is just, if say the majority of it is not in good shape, rather than put old, put new siding up in the same condition where you're going to have this very flat profile and the whole bit, would they be required to take it off? Or is that beyond our purview? Take off the old stuff before they put up the new stuff. Well, so, so I think... Or is this just going down far, too far down the road? So, so, so you are certainly down the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so we would, we would know what was underneath. Yeah. And it, so if they were proposing to, if they, they came across that and that would change what the HAV approval was for, theoretically, they could then supply a HAV provision to us, but we would have a historical basis for identifying the, the historic siding, and it would be a restoration, which is something that could be approved at the staff level. Okay. Okay, thank you. I think that answered my question, thanks. Are there any more questions for staff? No, okay. We're going to move on to the applicants, please, if you'd like to come forward um, to the table. And this is uh, Ms. Curry-Rood, the owner, and William Jollin, the architect. The Sun, okay. Justin Rood, okay. So it's Ms. Rood and her son, Mr. Rood. Ms. Curry Rood. Um, okay, so if you'll sit down, make sure your mic is on and identify yourselves for the record, your names, your address, and your relationship to the property or to the case, please. My name is Leah Curry Rood, and I <clears throat> have lived at, I'm gonna cry when I say it, but I've lived at Five Montgomery for 48 years. And <clears throat> my husband and I moved there when Justin was three. And so he's lived there for a long time, and, and when his father passed, he and his family have moved back in. So it's gonna continue in the family. So we're very concerned that we do everything right. Um, and my name is Justin Rood. I am the son and helping um, with the process. Thank you very much. Um, would you like to make a presentation, speak to us about um, anything, or we will just ask you questions? I, just very briefly, I'd like to, I think we'd both like to thank you all for your service. Yeah. Paying this close attention to details this late at night is hard for anybody, um, and it takes a lot. And I wanted to uh, especially um, uh, speak to Mr. Brukert and uh, Mr. Brukert, is that correct? Uh, the research that you've done on the house, uh, you found stuff just going through these notes that that go beyond and told us things that we didn't know. And we've been there for almost 50 years. So anyway, it's, it's very impressive work. Um, uh, yes, so we're happy to answer any questions. Are there any questions for the applicants? I have a question. 
Commissioner yeah. Pelletier. I know you don't want to hear from me again, but um, did you guys put the asbestos siding on or did you buy it with it? It was on there. It was there. Yeah. And, and what year did you move in? Uh, 77. Seven. 77, okay. 76, 77. Yeah. Okay, that's all. And I know I'm obsessed with the siding, only because no, I just trust me, did we are this. Too. I just <laughs> did it myself. Is that right? And 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 it, it it's quite the process to get it off. And it's it's quite a relief to get it off. So I would highly encourage that you do it. I we, just was, we have avoided it the whole time that we've lived there. My father passed uh, a couple year and a half, couple years ago, and um, when we started contemplating the this moving becoming an intergenerational household um, and the work that it would take, we realized this might be the moment in time for it to go. So we're very excited. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. One, I had a, a friend who was an architect who came and looked at it, and uh, he was also a contractor. And he is convinced that, or was convinced at that time, that there is good siding underneath it. I, I don't, I'm not of that. Like, I'm not going to get my homes all built up. Well, so. I, I think there is, too. Um, but in the case of my house, not all of it was in good shape. And I had already decided to put up party planks, so I had it all taken off because I don't live in a historic district. <laughs> but, but it was amazing. How, like, the stuff that was in good shape, it was in bad shape, and that's why they covered it up. So it was in bad shape before they covered it with the asbestos. But... The, the asbestos shingles do an awesome job of preserving mm. the wood that's underneath. So you might have something really great under there, and they might have put it on for insulation purposes or right. whatever. So it's very exciting to pull it off. So uh, anyway. Mm. <laughs> Commissioner Doman? This is Commissioner Doman. Now, this is kind of a, a curiosity question, but the existing plan that I see in front of me shows the second floor was an apartment. Is that correct? You there, so yeah, the the house before when my when when my parents bought the house in 1977, the house internally had been reconfigured uh, to and it had I think four legal apartments and two illegal apartments. <laughs> um, there were 22 people um, living there at the time. Uh, so so the story goes, um, and um, so I think a lot of these changes came with those those configurations. We've maintain that um, apartment um, for for the whole time we've been there up until now. Okay. Um, so it looks like in the proposed drawings, this second floor apartment will be done away with. Is that is that's what I view here, it's, right? It's, that's correct. There would no longer be, it would no longer meet the requirements of a, of a rental unit, I don't believe. And on the, on the, one of the um, I'm trying to look at it. one of the um, photographs shows a is that like a elevator chairlift that's on the side of the house. That was for my father. Yeah, he was uh, he was unable to walk for the last part of his life. Do you have intentions to make this more ADA compliant throughout? On your we're, we, we're removing that um, removing and and restoring the porch. Um, the interior of the house, particularly the ground floor, um, will be. Um, uh, we are hoping to make much more accessible. It's it's an old house that's already been chopped up once, and so it's got teeny tiny hallways. And through my father had a prolonged illness before he passed, and it was um, very very difficult to manage um, given the the interior of the house. Okay, uh, that's all. Thank you. 
I have a question. Commissioner Nasser. Um, my question is about the skylights. Um, I see that the room has already two windows. Is there a reason you want to add those skylights? The question was about um, the skylights. Uh, so the, um, and I'm, I, would, I had a question about the skylights for, for you all and for staff as well. Um, the, it's that portion of the house faces north and it's relatively shaded. So those, that, the, those front windows don't really bring in a whole lot of light. And that was our architect's way of trying to, to figure out how to make that less of a small dark room up there. Thank you. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, we appreciated staff's um, feedback on that, on that particular point. I don't know if there is a, if there is a time for homeowner questions. Is that now? Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't you, mean you to, can you can talk about anything you want, including questions. If there was, if there were any, um, uh, uh, we are we are novices to the world of skylights. Um, although we do, of course, love natural light. And if there were thoughts or recommendations on how to make those um, a lower profile or anything that would make it more acceptable, we would definitely be interested in hearing about that. I think we we've got enough people on. The, the HPC who can definitely give you an opinion and actually be learned opinions too, by the way. Um, if there are no more questions, um, we can begin our discussion about this. Um, would somebody like to go first with your Commissioner Haynes? Thank you. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, I appreciate that you've lived in this house for over 40 years and uh, wish to continue to make it uh, livable for your family and keep it in the family. So I, I applaud that. Um, with regard to um, the staff's question of uh, the addition being co-planar with the existing house, I think I think that is fine. I think the um, uh, offsets that are there uh, currently uh, allow one to understand the uh, the historic portion of the house and I think in this case um, that a coplanar wall situation is fine um, with regard to the dormers um, I understand the need to want to uh, use the space on that uh, attic level um, I feel they're a little bit large to the relative massing of the rest of the house, or particularly the the cross gable, I I noticed that you used a shallower pitch for the dormer, and I might suggest that you keep the pitch of the cross gable, which will help sort of break down the dormer massing, and and uh, I think it would be a better proportion. Um, I don't mind the double windows in the dormer, but I think if they were single windows. Again, it would be more in keeping with the single windows of the the main house uh, gables. Um, and, and Jeff, if I could just interrupt you real quickly. Justin, sure. I see you writing furiously. I will provide you with synthesized feedback from the commission. So you can continue to take notes furiously, but you can also rely on, on me later. To get the good notes. That's the great. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> Very good. Um, 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 uh, so, so I, I, I would like to see a single window in, in the dormers as opposed to pairs. Um, but, I, but in general, I'm, I'm okay with the dormers if we could sort of bring the, 
the massing down a little bit, and I think that could be achieved through the roof pitch uh, matching the existing cross gable. Um, um, I support the bay window. I think that's an appropriate element for the style of the house. Uh, with regard to the window that you're removing, I understand it's in, in, a, in a closet. Um, I'm wondering if the HPC could accept if we could do that as a blind window, meaning on the outside you keep the window, but on the inside you, you drywall over it so that you can get the closet space that you're trying to achieve, although it would, it would be nice to have some natural light in the closet as well. But um, I, I do think it provides balance on that elevation that's part of the character of the, the, of the house, um, so I would consider that. Um, um, with regard to the uh, the siding we talked about, and I think I'd like to know what is there. You know, once you do your investigation, we can circle back on the siding. So I'm going to skip over that. The, the skylights, um, um, I take a little bit different approach. I think the 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 such a tall house. I don't think skylights on the front would really negatively impact the character of the house or, or the uh, aesthetics of the house, um, especially if they're low-profiled skylights. You have a st fairly steep roof there. I don't think it would be a problem to use low-profile skylights. So I, I would support skylights on the front of the house. Um, um, so overall, I... I support the project. Um, uh, the, I like the wraparound porch uh, features. Um, I'm assuming the overhangs, dimensions of the overhangs you're going to, uh, that's existing, you're going to do on the addition. Is, is that correct? The, the intention is to match as close as possible the, yeah, the original um, details. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, great. Um, one thing I did notice on the front elevation uh, exists the, the front gable has a single window, but in the proposed it has a double. Is that is that correct? Did I read that right? That I think I would not support that aspect. I, I would prefer to keep it a single window. I'll give you the skylights, <laughs> and you give me the single window in the front there, and, and we'll call it even. Uh, but otherwise, I, I generally support would support the project based on, on my comments. Any, Commissioner Doman? This is Commissioner Doman. Mr. Commissioner Haynes touched on everything that I was going to say. <laughs> so so I, I agree with just about everything he said, particularly the front of the house with the, uh, the, the proposed has uh, double windows on the front and existing is one window on the front. I think that's an important thing to keep. And as far as the skylights, I'm all in favor of allowing the skylights. I did a, um, you're on Montgomery Avenue, and, and the staff has a, um, a solar collector walk around in the neighborhood. So I did walk past your house because there's several houses on Montgomery Avenue that have solar panels on their roofs. And um, I can't see how solar panels would be any more unattractive than one little skylight on yours and plus yours is up pretty high and it's almost invisible anyway and maybe you might want to put solar collectors on your house sometime too um, but 
It's a nice neighborhood, a lot of people with solar collectors on their roofs, um, skylights no problem. And um, yeah, I uh, agree with the discussion about um, siding. I think this remains to be seen when you take your asbestos siding off and I think you you're, you're have the right approach. You know what to do and I think it'll be a good project. So I support this and I support staff's recommendations basically. Thank you. Any other comments? Um, I'll finish up then. Um, I agree with everything Commissioner Haynes said. Um, really, uh, I would suggest you research a low profile uh, skylight because they are out there and as tall as your house is, it won't be as visible. Um, so keep that in mind because it, it is a, I, I think I understand, is it gonna be your office up there? Or some who's? I, um, my wife's not here. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> don't let me speak out of turn, please. Oh, it's going to be yours until she says no. <laughs> well, we haven't. There's some questions you leave till the end. We haven't determined There's who a negotiation gets what room exactly. Well, like. this, yeah, this will be fun when you come back on that one. Okay. Um, Can I say one more? Sure. Uh, the house has the 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 drawings, the proposed drawing and the existing drawing do not show the the. Um, the fine little wood sculptures that up at the in the top of your gable, you have some in all of the gables at the top level. You have some very attractive little details that have been added to it. And I, obviously, I hope you're going to keep all that. Oh, thank you. None of those so, were original. Those are those are ornamentation. They're that, not original. That uh -oh. My mom added uh, <laughs> relatively recently, but uh, yeah, well, no, they do look you. nice on the house. <laughs> well, in the, years ago. <laughs> in the span of the house, yes. Thank you. Well, we we I think. I couldn't speak for everybody that we support what you're going to do. It's a very fine addition for the best of reasons. We get a lot of houses that come through here where they enlarge their houses very much, usually for the sake of a master suite, and you're doing it for multi-generational family, you know, cohabitation, and I think that's a wonderful idea. And I um, wish I had a house this big. This would be great. <laughs> but thank you. Um, Dan will give you a all of our comments, not that there were that many, and we hope to see you back very soon with a hop. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Um, may I ask one question of the board? Sir? Um, there, was, uh, the, there, was, there was still some discussion about the very back of the house, the, the porch. Um, it, it's not uncommon for other houses of this, built in this period to then later have a, a screened in like a sleeping porch on the mm -hmm. second floor. We have that on some of the other houses in the neighborhood, and so we were um, debating whether or not we should modify the idea on the second floor to have to, to screen that in in some way. Obviously, the you you couldn't just add screening. That more changes need to happen. Is that something that would be that you all would be amenable to, or would you need to see it? You would have to come forward as as a, a preliminary would be great. Um, if I mean the the. The kind of sad thing about sleeping porches is that people close them in completely, and they just become this, this room, room this yeah. kind of boxy thing, all uh, you know, a carbuncle off the house, and nobody ever ever takes advantage of sleeping on a porch, a screened-in porch anymore. So, but come back, we'll, we'll be happy to give you our opinions, like we yeah. give opinions on everything else. Um, but thank you very much thank for coming you. forward. Okay, moving on, we have uh, item number three, which is meeting minutes, February 22nd, 2023. Has anybody read the minutes this time? 
Oops. Commissioner Doman, uh, did you read them? Is, yes, I did. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> this is Commissioner Doman, and I move that we approve the draft meeting minutes from what February twenty second. February twenty second, as um, put forth by staff. Do I hear a second? Commissioner Haynes, I'll second. All in favor, say aye. 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 And do we have any commission items? Uh, Madam Chair, there was some discussion during the work session about potentially sending a letter to the county executive regarding process and procedure or whatever the HPC may, may wish to send. Um, you just need to come to some consensus in, in open session that the commission is authorizing the chair, the vice chair to send a letter and then you guys can work on the draft and staff can transmit that on your behalf. I would uh, suggest we view this not for a specific case at hand, but to view this in the longer range of the fixing a procedure that goes off the rail pretty uh, spectacularly. And if um, it would be nice to get the planning board running as smoothly as our HPC runs. Does um, anybody have an opinion on this? Are we going to offer suggestions on what they can do? Or I feel like it needs to be a constructive um, document right? instead of just but, but, citing certain things that happened. Uh, like, are we going to have any sort of constructive suggestions for them? Or do we have any? I don't know if we have well, any. We're I get uh, to read a draft before we Well, send you'd, that. you'd get to read a draft. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, and and w well, we can do this two ways, okay? If you want to address the 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 case at hand, then you can we can address that in the letter. We can also just send a letter to the um, county executive because he is the one who approves planning board members and um, so in that regards he does have an interest in in opinions um, and we can just completely remove it from the case at hand and just stick to those procedures that we feel are not uh, conducive to um, the process when it relates to preservation or to our work and our staff's work and uh, either makes either just point out the problems that we view are continuing now with a new board and would like to see them addressed so that it is a more fair and organized process um, or we can have offer suggestions at which you could send via email um, to Ms. Vallow your suggestions and she could then forward them to uh, Chair Sutton and myself. I had one other question. Um, mm -hmm. Is it worthwhile to do it now or are we waiting for the board to, to kind of land in a more permanent position? Because um, it, it sounds like it's sort of things are sort of up in the air with the board at the moment. 
So we have three new planning board members that were just appointed that will be joining us permanent. tomorrow. I mean, permanent. Um, or three. Permanent. Yes, three, yeah, three new permanent members. Okay. And the current chair, Jeff Zions, and Commissioner Panera will be with us until June. And then in July, presumably, we will have two newer permanent. So in July, we will have all five mm -hmm. permanent members appointed. Um, I have a question. Um, the county executive has weighed in on his opinion on the three that have been approved? My understanding of how this process goes is that um, the, the planning board members are different, for example, than members of the HPC. Mm -hmm. Those go through the county executive's office who recommends the appointment and then the council affirms them. The, the planning board is appointed by the council. The county executive, I believe, has veto mm -hmm. authority, at least over the chair, if not over every planning mm -hmm. board member. But I'm I'm not 100% certain about, okay. about the law. But the people apply for the positions, then are interviewed by the council, mm -hmm. who take a vote on the appointments, and then I'm, I'm not sure in the process at which point the county executive may be able to exercise mm -hmm. the veto authority that he may have. I, I guess um, my perspective on this is, as, as having given the most recent testimony, is that there was a lot of hope that the new temporary planning board would work better than the previous one had. Um, and it is apparent to me that the personalities involved, that the structure of the process um, is not uh, directing the individual planning board members towards sticking to um, the staff report, the criteria, and the regulations and the ordinance. Um, and is there, I think there should be some effort made to, to keep that path or keep to the path and not go wandering around. Um, and, uh, and I don't know what it is and maybe uh, Chair Sutton has some better ideas, but at least bring it to the attention of the county executive that um, waiting for the next planning board to be better, it may not be better. I mean, we have no, <laughs> it, it's new people and they've met the, or they've, you know, they've applied and they've been approved by the uh, council and there's, you know, political aspects to it, so. Well, okay, so one other question. Mm -hmm. I know this, this past meeting that we were discussing during the, during the preliminary meeting here um, was kind of went off the rails. Does that happen a lot? Or, or are we, like, uh, I guess the question is, are we addressing that meeting or are we addressing the process in general? I, don't, I haven't really seen any other meetings of the council or the planning board. So I don't know, does it, does this happen all the time? Um, I could only speak to one prior meeting that I was 
uh, on the commission HPC4 at the time and was witness to, which was in many ways very similar to the mm -hmm. same thing. There wasn't a cartoon character involved, but the the um, precast was the precast institute. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. it was the precast institute in 2019. Um, I I guess I we could ask staff: Have you brought forward a nomination in your terms that? have has not been approved in a manner um, that was not becoming. <laughs> uh, it uh, the reason for denial or non-support of the staff report um, was based on things other than the criteria and the staff report so I'm going to give you a general answer. Yes, please. That would with be fine. the preface that your staff serve two masters mm -hmm. in this. We are the staff to the HPC and we are the staff to the planning board. So our so we are responsible for supporting both, both. of our boards and commissions with our expertise and recommendations for defensible mm -hmm. decisions. Now, in the presentation that Mr. Lieberts gave and that I spoke to, we were clear with the planning board that the master plan for historic preservation does allow the planning, well, it, it establishes for the planning board that the criteria to be used for a designation are the same as the HPC in 24A3 mm -hmm. and other public interests, other public mm -hmm. considerations, which typically have meant other master planning considerations, other public benefits that are called out in you know, area-specific master plans or other planning-based policies, that those are typically the other public interests that the board mm -hmm. is permitted to weigh. Now, I'll also say in you know reading through the administrative record of this program, which is over 40 years old yeah. at this point, 45 years old. I have come across many letters from many previous HPC chairs to the county council and to the planning board saying, these are the regulations, these are the criteria. Why didn't you, you know, saying, expressing dismay or saying, you know, this is what you should properly consider, not mm -hmm. this, that, or the other thing, many, many times before. My impression is that this is an area of law, an area of policy that many people are just not professionally familiar with it, when, mm -hmm. even if you do land use, even if you do ar architecture for mm -hmm. a living, and that it takes a lot of repetition to kind of get the hang of it and there are always new people coming through mm -hmm. on the boards and the commissions and at the council. So I wouldn't characterize anyone hearing any particular way, only that this is repetition on a theme, a, a, mm -hmm. a long, long oh, theme. theme. So maybe we're due for another, maybe we're due for another reminder to the board um, of, of what the criteria are. I mean, if this is as a helpful 
It is definitely part of the role of the staff. I'm sorry, Commissioner Nasser, did I interrupt? I was just going to ask a question. As a new commissioner, <laughs> I actually had a training session with you that you put emphasis on like many, many times that we should put emotions aside, we should put our personal beliefs or whatever agenda we have in our minds aside and follow the guidelines. Uh, I mean, of course, we listen to owners, we listen to applicants, that's why we have these hearings, or else, or else we could just review their, you know, applications and that would be it. But I keep on reminding myself that I need to, even if I don't agree, personally don't agree with something, I should keep in mind that we are following these rules, we are following these guidelines, and based on those, make decisions. So I assume, first thing, same thing applies to the planning board and the planning members, but apparently uh, everything can just be emotional or whatever I like <laughs> is, <laughs> you know, it was just very uh, unacceptable to me. It was just very unprofessional, I think. It was just, I mean, that's my opinion. I think to, to your point and, and to Commissioner Pelletier's question, um, which I think is kind of a rhetorical question, but that is that is a lot of my job and the job of the Historic Preservation Commission as well, this continued education for, you know, not just the property owners, you know, as stewards of their properties, but the other decision makers that, you know, that you come into contact with in your orbit of, of doing this work. And I do that internally with the new planning board. I had trainings with, with some that have just cycled off. The new board members have trainings on all areas of, you know, planning disciplines within the department. And also for, you know, your, well, our new county council members. We have new council members. The county executive is very much an old hand at the city of Tacoma Park and a lot to do with historic preservation. However, in his role, he has different, you know, responsibilities and he has a different relationship, most importantly, with the Historic Preservation Commission than he did as a council member. So it is absolutely appropriate mm -hmm. for you in your role to reach out to the executive or the, you know those that are on your level not my level as the staff but you have a, a different relationship with them and yes keep educating them and raising any concerns you have about process procedures perceptions mm -hmm. anything you feel is appropriate I would say remind everybody here that um, we all asked to be on this commission. We are all volunteers, and we spend a great deal of time doing what we do. We, we take it seriously, we take it professionally, um, and we try to, I think we do a good job of keeping a good humor about it, for most cases, um, and we are always helpful and uh, understanding of the applicants who come forward, even when we don't necessarily agree with them. Um, but I do think it, it is worth our time to reach out to the county executive and remind him that we take our job seriously and we would like the, the, the others that, that come, that review our, the staff prepares, spends a great deal of time and effort preparing these reports. 
And we take it very seriously when it comes before us and before we send it along. And we would like to make sure that the planning board and the council take the staff report and our recommendations with the utmost seriousness based on our expertise and our experience and the staff's definite experience and expertise um, and take it as a, in a professional manner and give it the, the um, respect it is due and the attention that it's due. And if you all are willing, um, Chair Sutton will, will head this off, lead this off. I will, <laughs> thank God, yes, delegating it to him. Um, with my assistance and, of course, with the good and uh, wise assistance of Ms. Ballow. Um, so if all are in favor of a letter being sent to the county executive, um, with those conditions, do I hear an aye? Aye. 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 There we go. We just did the process again. Okay. 4B, staff items. Are there any staff items tonight? No, Madam Chair. There are no, no staff items tonight. Could I ask a question? Certainly. At the last meeting, Dan, you gave us um, a handout for consideration of possible uh -huh. changes um, that we could. So they were due by the 22nd, right? I think that's yeah. what I wrote on yes. 22nd of? Next next meeting. Well, I got February twenty second. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so this is. I mean, if you've got them, I'll if you've got them, I'll take them. Oh, I'm, I have some comments, but I'll wait till general discussion then. Uh, next meeting. Next meeting, I guess. Fair enough. Okay. I have well, a question because I don't remember when are we doing our uh, Tacoma Park Solar Walk? Next week. Next Saturday. Okay. Whenever you all would like to <laughs> offline, <laughs> decide that you would like to. Rent. Was it was it the eighth? Yeah. Okay. So March eighteenth. March eighteenth. But next. Yeah. Okay. So informally gather amongst your <laughs> leave you out of it. Yep. I do have a question about Winnie's uh, mapping project. Yeah. Does it only work on apples? Oh. No, it will work on something else. I I, uh, I already did the uh, walk around. Yeah. And I have, an, a, a, I have an, an Android, Android phone. Yes. Okay. And uh, it worked perfectly. Okay. I, okay. It's uh, it's laid out very conveniently. Most lot, five six homes are on Montgomery Avenue, so you go down there. Um, and I also enjoyed the fact that it was a beautiful day, and the homeowners were out, and I got to talk to, like, how do you like your solar collectors? You know, so I got to see them and talk to the people a little bit about it. Um, one one homeowner um, on Pine, I believe, mm -hmm. their complaint was that the raccoons moved in underneath the collectors, so that the collectors <laughs> were, were about six inches above the roof. And she said they tried their best. They put netting up around it and everything, and those doggone raccoons just tore it apart and they made a nest up there. And she could hear them <laughs> at nighttime. So that's, that may be the only drawback. But but you know, most people say, yeah, it's really good. And apparently, there's um. There's a incentive for selling the electricity back to the grid, mm -hmm. but if you sell to the district, 
it's a lot more to your advantage than it sounds to the state of Maryland, which I didn't know about, but there's yeah. a big difference in that. That is an issue that has come up. In, um, and it's only Tacoma discussion. Park, apparently. Well, because they're the closest to the district. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure we've gotten. No, Tacoma Park puts up the most solar cells. Yes. And they're close to the district. Yes. And and there that is an issue that's out there. I we've not specifically addressed. It. I know we've talked about it, but we have talked about it. Yeah. And because we we have, because this had come up a couple times, and like Dan can jump in and rescue me with this, but. We have looked at this a couple times because sometimes we will get requests for 40 or 50 solar panels or something on the house. In fact, um, we're, we're dealing with a similar case now. And the, the question from staff is, what is necessary to meet the energy needs of your property, right? That's the ask. And, because, and then asking people to parse that out so that the commission can consider if there's any adverse visual effect, you know, what is, what is the extra that people are adding extra solar panels purely for the reason to sell the energy back to the district? Which, you know, that's, that's really neither here nor there, but we want people to state definitively what do they need for their property. We'll take that as a baseline. So we, we have had that come up. Mm -hmm. And if that's it, then I call for adjournment.